0: You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 149 with Dan Moyle. And today, we're just having a conversation about life, abundance, and blessings. Just a few of my favorite topics.
1: Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael.
0: What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And today we are having a conversation man to man with Dan Moyle. Now, Dan is another one of those amazing individuals who actually not only has been suggested to me from Interview Valet, he actually works directly with Tom and Karen Schwab and the whole team over there at Interview Valet. So this is one heck of a treat. I was very glad and very honored to have this conversation with Dan. And I'll tell you what, Dan and I was talking after the episode, and he mentioned something that sometimes he has to pinch himself to really believe that he is actually working with this amazing crew over there at Interview Valet. And you know, I feel the same exact way. I have an amazing opportunity here. I truly count my blessings every single day, just because of the abundant lifestyle that I live and and just the amazing things that I have in my life and relationships and connections. And when I get to have these conversations with all of the guests that I've had the opportunity to talk to, and not every single one of them aired for various reasons, but when I get to have these conversations with people like Dan, I'm telling you what, it just lifts me up like no other. I've mentioned this before. I get to have the initial conversation. Sometimes, very rarely, we do like a pre-conversation. I don't really care much for doing that because I kind of like to get to know the individuals that I don't already know. I like to get to know them on the show that way you're getting to know them at the same time that I am. It comes brings a better experience, you know. But then when I come back uh, uh, a month or so later, and sometimes it's a little sooner, but usually it's about a month or two later, and I get to edit the episode and then prepare it to load up onto iTunes and onto the interweb so that all of you can listen to it on whatever podcast player it is that you use. I get to listen to the conversation again a little bit more in depth because then I take notes. I do the show notes. And sometimes they're a little bit more elaborate than others. But then I post it, and then I listen to the completed show again. So I actually get to listen to it three or four times before it even airs. And I'm telling you, I get so much out of it every single time I listen to the show from the beginning to the end every time I listen to the conversation, I should say, from the beginning to the end to where it becomes a show, right? Anyway, that's just the blessing that I want to count today and I want to make sure that I bring right up front is that is a huge blessing for me and I don't take that lightly at all. I don't know if you see this show as a blessing or even podcasts in general or the Men of Abundance community. I don't know if you see any of that as a blessing or not, but chances are somebody out there will see this as a blessing. Somebody out there needs this in their life. They need to hear these conversations and they need to engage with men who are moving forward, living a life of abundance, or at least on the journey. We're all on the journey. I don't have this all figured out. I've said this before. I am on the journey with you. I'm just maybe a little bit further ahead than some of you and others are way further ahead than I am. And that's cool. And I dig that. And I want to have those conversations with all of you. But there are men and women out there who are looking for these conversations and need these conversations in their lives right now today. So don't judge when you decide to share men of abundance with others. Share it with everybody. You never know who it's going to affect. You never know which one of these stories and go through the catalog of all the conversations that we've had. And I bet you that you're going to see a title or you're going to hear a conversation that you know somebody else needs to hear. Share that episode with that individual or with that group of people. And that's cool and amazing when you know somebody is going to benefit from hearing that conversation and connecting with either me or the guest or even the other books and resources that we mention in the conversation. So again, don't judge. Share it freely with everybody. You never know who needs this information, who it's going to affect. And if it has affected you in any way and you see this Men of Abundance community, this Men of Abundance podcast, if you see any of this as a blessing, I would truly appreciate your feedback. You can either do that on iTunes by leaving a rating and review or do so on your favorite podcast player or leave a comment in the comment box down below the episode at menofabundance.com forward slash 149 or any of the other episodes for that matter. And men, living a life of abundance is a journey and I want to invite you on the journey with us. You can tag along and hang out with us on this journey at menofabundance.com forward slash members or just click on the members only tab at the top of any one of the pages at menofabundance.com. All right, it's time to introduce our featured guest. Dan Moyle promotes helpful, engaging marketing over interruptive advertising. Coming to marketing from the TV news business, Dan brings a wealth of knowledge from writing to video production to multimedia content creation. He says, I'd rather help someone reach 50 ideal customers rather than 5,000 passive viewers. Well, I certainly welcome that. A believer in servant leadership, Dan can be found behind the scenes at work with organizations like Talons Out, Honor Flight, and Interview Valet, as I already mentioned. He is always lifting others up with service and a strong work ethic. Men of bunch of it is my honor to introduce you to Dan Moyle. Dan, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing?
1: Oh, aloha, Wally. I'm doing better than I deserve, my friend. I'm happy to be a part of this. I wish I was with you, but I'm there in spirit.
0: I do too. One of these days, I'm going to be able to do many of these interviews in person. Um, I actually have a friend of mine who's a, an acquaintance of mine, a business. Uh, acquaintance of mine who's in town and every time somebody's in town it's like we want to get together but they're you know busy doing their you know their vacation and I don't want to interrupt that and but it would be cool to sit down and do these interviews face to face
1: yeah it would well and I, I spent a short amount of time on Maui a few years quite a few years ago now and have been in love with Hawaii ever since and yeah just a beautiful place so
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, I've lived here almost 10 years now and I've never, we have not been to Maui yet. We've been to the Big Island. I've been to Kauai, but not Maui yet.
1: It's it's pretty neat. Haleakala is a beautiful place to see a sunrise. Not that there's a bad place in the islands, but right. uh, <laughs> from the top of Haleakala is gorgeous. And then there's a bunch of, you know, the road to Hana, um, go over to Molokai. is just a beautiful mm. island. So yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. it's good.
0: Oh yeah, Molokai is cool. Very cool. Absolutely. Anybody who's had the opportunity to enjoy this beautiful place over here uh, just knows how how blessed they are for sure. So, speaking of being blessed, I like to start out as you know with an attitude of gratitude. So, what do you what do you have to be grateful for today?
1: Um, you know, I was giving this some thought, knowing that we were going to talk today, and and what I'm really grateful for today in particular, and this week in particular, is that my parents, who recently retired, were able to ride nearly 9,000 miles on a motorcycle this summer. It was a, a dream of my dad's to go across the country. And my mom supported that dream and rode with them. So they went from Michigan, where, where we're all at, to Southern California, up the West Coast, back across the U.S. to Michigan. And they they were hoping to hit the Gulf Coast and then up the Atlantic Coast. Um, but they had some familial obligations to take care of. But now I have the fortune of hearing those stories about their travels. Uh, my folks and I are real close, and I'm just – I'm blessed – and I'm grateful that I have a great relationship with them, that they took that trip. And now we've got some stories to go over. So,
0: Absolutely. Man, that is so cool. Really cool. One of my wife's biggest ideas is, and in, in dreams really, if you say, and we are going to do it, is once we do get back to the mainland, uh, we are planning on taking this, this long, crazy RV trip. I know everybody has this thing about the RV, but I got some good friends that love the RV travel. And we just want to get all over the place and do that. to do it on a motorcycle would be absolutely Mm -hmm. nuts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Almost 9,000 miles and they never hit a drop of rain. They lucked out somehow.
0: (laughs) That is a blessing for sure. That is really cool. Especially through all that different terrain. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, Yeah. that's
1: my attitude of gratitude. I I love, I love my folks. I'm very blessed to have a good relationship and get to hear those stories now. So,
0: well, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate that. So, you know, Goodness, you are associated. You are the chief marketing officer for Interview Valet, and I am. I just got to throw my blessing out there right now, and and that is to Interview Valet. They truly introduced me to some amazing men and women. I, I'm. You know, I should really, literally map this out. But I, off the top of my head, I would have to say somewhere between seventy to eighty percent of the people who have been on Men of Abundance after a hundred and three posted episodes, and over 130 interviews complete already. 70 to 80% of them came from Interview Valet, Karen and Tom Schwab and Kara and everybody else over there, just amazing people. So when they introduced me to you and said, would you would he be a fit for your show? I said, first off, you're introducing them to me, so yes. I just know <laughs> it. I haven't had a failure yet with that. Um, but two, I just looked at what you're doing and what you have going on. It's really amazing, really good stuff. So, you know, we get into the professional stuff in the intro and the stuff that you're doing for Interview Valet and some of the other stuff you're doing professionally, but here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, get a little bit personal, share a little bit more with us that we don't already know and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of fill us in.
1: Yeah, you know, at my core, I'm a, a husband and a dad of a blended family. Um, so I, I love spending time with my family, my, my daughter, my stepdaughter, which are just my, my kids, you know, um, my wife, uh, her family, my family, this kind of thing. Um, you know, I, the, the professional kind of things that I've accomplished, I, in, in my mind, all kind to one thing, too, on, on the professional side is I, I try to be a servant, a servant leader. Uh, whether it's in in business, uh, at, you know, in my family, at my church, with you know the nonprofit that I work with, wherever I am, I try and be that servant leader and and teach my my kids that same thing, you know. So um, that's really what I'm most proud of. You know, it's cool to hear the title chief marketing officer and and know that I've you know written a book and these other things, but but really the fact that I'm I'm helping hopefully make the world at least a little bit better place to that service and servant leadership and teaching my kids that, um, yeah, that's what I really love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What men, men of abundance is all about. And I refer to you as an abundant leader, blended family. What is that? Explain that a little bit.
1: Uh, my wife and I both went through divorces and we now we're, we're now married you know, to each other, obviously, but it's second marriages, uh, kids, stepkids, that kind of thing. We're blending two different families together and it has its its own challenges. You know, every family has its challenges. Um, I was a challenge to my parents (laughs) growing (laughs) up, (laughs) but, uh, but a blended family, you know, has the whole, you know, each kid has two households generally, you know, step parents, parents, step kids. Um, you know, the rules are different in each house or whatever it is. You know, hopefully the divorced parents aren't at war all the time. Um, you know, so there's all those different kinds of wrinkles that you face. And, uh, So that's what a blended family is.
0: Yeah, that in itself can be very challenging, I'm sure, because even when you have, you know, the biological mom and dad and they're working together, they still have, myself, me and my wife, we have still, after 24 years, we have a 22-year-old, an 18-year-old, and an 8-year-old. He's turning Mm. eight in a couple days. And we still have our own little differences on how, you know, as far as, education certain little things we just do a little bit different like when my when my boys and I when we go out camping we don't take mom because Mm -hmm. mom doesn't (laughs) like to push the envelope at the in the least you know and me I kind of push it a little bit I I challenge them a little bit and there's some you know slight little danger there you might you know consider that mom will cringe at and and won't want to you know do but then she's so much better at other at other things that I just don't really um you know, feel as passionate about. So, that being said, with the with with my family, I couldn't imagine having two other sets of parents to compete with and to um, you know be challenged with.
1: It, it it can be difficult at times. It can be very rewarding at times. You know, when it, Disney is very good at you know the evil step parent, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but 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 we're not. You know, we're just step parents, and and there's nothing there's. There's very little that's more rewarding than either of your kids coming up to you and hugging you and telling telling you that they love you or they're proud of you or whatever it is, right? But sometimes crossing that barrier with a stepchild is just that much more rewarding and that much more abundant in your life that, you know, when when my stepdaughter comes up and just hugs me for no reason, and she's not an overtly affectionate person, just hugs me and says, you know, I love love you, Dan. Um, it's, It's awesome, you know, and the fact that I'm able to be one of her parents, you know, I'm not her daddy, and that's okay. But I'm her dad, And, um, you know, to have my daughter come up and say, man, you know, dad, I, I love what you're doing. I think it's amazing. It has to be hard. You know, this kind of a thing um, is very rewarding. So
0: no, and really, that's cool, because going ho- all into the mastermind and and having men have other, you know, so many women have other women to talk to on a regular basis. It's just more common for women to gather and get together and have these deep family conversations. Many men don't. And that's part of what I'm trying to really bring out here is I'm a part of groups of men who do that. And it's I've heard these stories and I've experienced it myself with guys that my boys associate with that an outside uh, man can see my son and have a conversation with him for 15 minutes and realize something ain't quite right that I may not see. And then Mm -hmm. he can follow on, have that conversation with him and he will open up to him. And it's just the way it is. And I'm okay with that as a a father, as a leader, even as in the workplace. I'm okay with, you know, one of my subordinates or even my family members being able to confide in somebody else in such a way and then come back to me and say, hey, you might want to look at this a little bit or even take care of the situation themselves. I think that's extremely powerful. And they're very lucky to have that.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it takes a village, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, so, yeah
0: yeah really cool really cool so as you know you listen to the show and i truly appreciate Mm -hmm. that and um so you know what's coming next is that kick in the gut moment (laughs) some of the guys they just hate this part but it's so necessary to point out that we all have these kick in the gut moments it's a matter of what you do with that information and what you do with that experience that has happened for you not to you um so i'd like to really get into your kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that
1: you know, I was given a lot of thought, and of course, we all have several probably over our lives, and and you don't necessarily think about it until you think about it. it sounds very yogi bara, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but you know, I was thinking going into today's recording that that I'd say my one of my biggest kick in the gut moments was that divorce. Um, you know, I, I love that I have my blended family, and I wouldn't change anything that I have, but that. You know, the moment that I realized that life isn't this neat line that you follow, you know, all of my thoughts about, oh, I'll be married to one person for the rest of my life. We'll have kids, have this happily ever after. Yeah, we'll have our struggles, but it's going to be great. You know, that That's all gone, that moment that, that the call came in from my, my wife at the time. And, and I was at work, mind you, and she called me and said, it, it's over. I can't do this. And I said, well, well you know, what, what, do you, what do you mean? I, 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 and I was speechless. I mean – I can feel it you know and and it was that moment of well what else can I do to fix this what what more you know counseling or something and she just said, no it's done I've been I've been down this path for a while now and I'm just I'm over it I'm done and that kick in the gut of somehow I have failed my family I've failed my parents um, you know my, my I've got a younger brother you know he's gonna follow my footsteps I failed my daughter like what have I done? To, to make my life go so wrong. you know I, divorce has always been around me in some way. I've had you know an aunt that was divorced or a cousin or whatever, but not that prevalent. And to be right in my face like that, that was man, that was a, a kick in the gut that you know it took me a long time to recover from um, a whole lot of faith, uh, a whole lot of prayer and friends and, and family that just came by me and supported me and I was you know even in my, my dark moments was living a life of abundance because I wasn't alone. Um, and I, and I had my, you know, and, and that's kind of where that kick in the gut took me was that life is not well lived without faith. Um, it doesn't have to be the same faith as what I have, you know, it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm Christian, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It's just, just faith, whether it's in humanity, a higher power and something greater than yourself, that we're not in this life alone. Um, that kind of faith just, man, that was my, that was helpful in that kick in the gut moment
0: yeah, I'm sure it was. So, if you don't mind my asking, what was it that really kind of got you all to that point? if you don't feel comfortable sharing that, I fully understand. but um, I think it would really help some of the guys out. There are so many different scenarios, but what was the root of the root of the uh, issue?
1: You know, I really think that we we were very young when we got married and uh, and age, but also just in like maturity. Um, not that I'm that much more mature now, even as a 40 year old, I'm a, like a 12 year old boy. But, um, but you know, the, the maturity of like our faith, the maturity of our marriage, of relationships, what we understood, you know, the give and take, and and w- when you get married th- that first time, you're probably not very mature in that stuff. But we never dove into how to make how to get more mature in that, and we instead, you know, once we had our daughter, we started to party, uh, a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of partying with friends, going to people's boats just not being a good married couple, you know, and, um, not investing in each other, not investing in our faith. And it just took us down dark, dark paths. And, um, and, you know, and, and I kind of thought, well, we'll get back to it at some point. You know, we're having our fun right now. We're, we're, we're being crazy and young and, and we'll get back to it. And, and I think what happened was, um, you know, she decided that she had somebody else that was stronger and better and whatever. And, um, and just decided that it was over between us and and, you know, and there you know other factors of like she you know she and my parents butted heads a lot and and i I'm, at the time I I had a great relationship with my parents but it was rocky at times and and it was just you know we, we butted heads and, and she just decided that she was gonna blame them for everything and it uh, mm-hmm. said well it's because of them that I don't want to be married to you whatever but I, I think it was so much more than that it wasn't wasn't them at all but it was just that relationship that she and I couldn't seem to really Develop, um, and and you know, and again, I'm I'm, I'm a faith guy. I, I attribute it a lot to a lack of faith, not looking to each other, and trying to mature that relationship. And so, yeah, drinking, partying, carousing, not being a good married couple. That was that was really what it came down to.
0: Yeah, I can see a lot can definitely build up into that. Um, my parents divorced when I was very young. When me and my brother were young, and it was. Very similar situation. Finances were involved as well, but my dad was a partier. You know, he would play craps and lose the rent type of thing. And um, another guy came along and just said, Hey, Gail, you know, I see the situation you're in. If you don't want to, you know, put up with that anymore, you got someplace to come. And he left it at that. And eventually my mom took him up on it. And I I hated him and her for it at the time. Not her as much, but him. But it Mm. was the best thing that she ever did. It it just her whole she became crafty. I never (laughs) knew she was so crafty. Uh, She (laughs) she was just happier. It was just the best thing that ever happened uh, Mm. for, for her. And, you know, to the guys out there. And I just recently I've got many friends that I see. Um, on Facebook and just in general you know out here and I see the lifestyles that they lead and the things that they talk about on social media and you know the the their friends list if you will all that kind of stuff and I'm not just picking on social media but I'm talking in general going out my parents were always at a bar almost every single night that type Mm. of lifestyle is not conducive to a married uh, lifestyle. It's just mm-hmm. not, and it's, it's ultimately going to end up in a bad place. Uh, it, it's my experience. I've seen it personally, and I've seen it, I see it all the time with uh, other friends. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I can definitely see how that ended up in that situation. So what did you learn yeah. from that whole process?
1: Uh, one thing I learned was to put God first, uh, my wife second, my kids third. Um, as much as they need me when they're little and I'm there for them, my marriage is, my marriage takes priority, and I need to treat my wife with uh, respect and love and, and understand how she needs to be loved. you know. Um, one of the things that my, my wife now uh, and I talk about is our love languages and, um, and our personalities of introvert versus extrovert. You know, I'm very much an extrovert. I love being around people and I'm charged up. But if we go to a party or some other event, she needs to go home and nap. (laughs) She needs to go recharge. You know, it's, it's exhausting for her. So I've, I've learned how to, how to understand people better. um, And, and I've learned to put my faith first, you know, and and that's a struggle for me all the time still. I mean, I don't do a a daily Bible reading by any means, but I, but I certainly, you know, try to, and I, I'm, I'm very connected to my prayer life and that kind of stuff and, and to my church. Um, So I, so I know that I can't do it alone, uh, whether it's, you know, men, Like you said, you know, men of a mastermind. Or or at my church, we have a men's group called Iron Men, and it's um, as cool as it sounds to be like an Iron Man, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right? But but it's not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's um, (laughs) it's from the Bible versus Iron sharpens Iron, so Mm -hmm. one person or one man sharpens another. Um, So I've learned that you know by by putting my faith first and being connected to to other men of faith, uh, that's very helpful to keep me accountable. uh, You know, keep me from from going down that easy flesh road of let's just go drink you know oh i'm stressed out let's go drink oh i want to have fun let's go drink oh i'm just bored let's go drink um you know i'm able to have you know a couple of beers here and there of course i'm in kalamazoo michigan area which i don't know if you've ever ever heard of kalamazoo but it's one of the biggest craft beer areas in the world right now so i have to be able to have a beer occasionally
0: (laughs) wow Um, i'm a big beer connoisseur i'm not uh, even a friend of mine here is he's a um uh, he has a little brewery that he does from his home. I'd love – I'm a connoisseur, but I, I'm not educated. Let's just say I like trying many different types of beers, and it just amazes me I've never heard of that place that, that has that many microbreweries in one area.
1: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. But, yeah, you know, I mean, to go have a, a beer or two with a friend, that's one thing. But I don't go party anymore. I'm not drinking a ton and partying and just being an idiot. Um, so I, I learned that by by putting my faith first – i I'm able to see the world in a different way and understand that how I treat others and and how and how you know how blessed I am and how abundant I do have it. it makes me want to take better care of it you know my better care of my family better care of what's around me better care of my my neighborhood that kind of thing
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely one thing I want to point out, and I want the men of abundance to get this, and this is just my opinion anyway, is that um you know you said that. God first, your wife second, kids after that. And I totally agree with that personally, on a personal level. My wife and I both agree with that. Here's the point I want to make. If your wife doesn't believe in that, then there's going to be, um, you know, it's there's going to be some jealousy there. There's going to be some other issues going on there. That if you don't have that same belief system, the marriage probably won't work. But you're going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion and my personal experience. So... Yeah, I'm glad that you said that. I just wanted to point that out because some guys are like, "Well, my wife should be first, no matter what." Yeah, you know, it's it's a balance, but you got to understand, um, you know, really who who helped you path uh, cross paths in the first place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's one of those things too that as as amazing as my wife is, she's not perfect, and neither am I. Mm-hmm. Um, people will hurt you, even if they don't mean to, right? So you put put your faith first, put God first. And and there, it's funny because my oldest daughter um, loves music, and there's this song out there. It's um, was it Keith Urban, Carrie Underwood, "The Fighter," mm-hmm. and you know, and he talks. You know, he's he's singing to her and saying, and she's saying, "What if I cry?" He says, "I'll never make you cry." And I always tell my daughter, "I'm like that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men will make you cry. Boys will make you cry. People will make you cry." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, putting your wife first all the time, and, and wives putting your husband first all the time, you're gonna hurt each other. You're gonna get burned. You know, but you, you got to have that faith, I think, to really help you see them through God's eyes that they're yeah, they're imperfect. But man, they They deserve all your love. Right. So that's yeah, that's what I, how, how I kind of think about it, too.
0: Yeah. Life is not nirvana, not even out here in the middle of the Pacific in paradise. <laughs> Life has challenges and they're there for a reason. They're, those are like I said earlier, they're there for you. Not, things happen for you, not to you. So those are all experiences that you have to experience in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, Dan, at this point, we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Outstanding. So share one to three actionable steps that our men of abundance can take today.
1: Um, you know, I think it, not an easy, but a simple one step would be to, to serve somewhere, uh, find a need and fill it, right? Whether it's, you know, an animal shelter that needs help, um, a veteran organization, to help those who have served us a homeless shelter, something, right? A kid's ministry, your church, just serve, take that step and serve. Cause I'm, I'm telling you right now, no matter how good you don't think you have it, you have it better than somebody. Right. And so you're, you're going to live that life of abundance just by, by helping others and serving them. Um, and then the second, I, I, I was thinking about two steps. The second one for me was, is to read or listen, right? Uh, podcasts, Audiobooks, books that you can just read. You know, they help us broaden our experience, they help us grow, they help us learn. And I found that over the last few months of working with Tom at Interview Valet, the more podcasts I listen to, you know, finding yours, Wally, was just amazing, a great a great blessing to me. Reading books that I've been reading lately to, to help me be more productive or understand things better. Or whatever. It's just man, read or listen. You have to fill yourself with things that with perspectives that aren't yours, right? Mm-hmm. those would be my, my two, my two actionable steps.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. 100% agree. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Dan?
1: Uh, definitely a gratitude prayer basically every morning. I mean, I know you journal Wally and I'm not quite there yet. Um, I know Tom journals too. And I've heard this from a couple of people, couple of men. I love that idea of journaling, but even if I'm not journaling every day, I give thanks. I start that day with an attitude of gratitude. Um, that's one of my biggest daily habits. And I find that, man, if, if I don't stop in the morning and pray, and, and thank, you know, thank God for everything that I, that I am blessed with that. I don't necessarily have the best attitude going into the day. Um, and then I'm restarting, uh, a habit of, of having an active lifestyle. My, my wife, God bless her, has, has encouraged me to run with her. Uh, we're doing that one of those couch to 5k things. And so I think that that daily habit of getting off my keister, getting outside and not staying so sedentary and just doing nothing. Uh, it's amazing how energized you are. And while I'm certainly not a fitness guru, um, Those are my two daily habits, faith and fitness.
0: Excellent. Yeah, and as far as the journaling goes, I was there for a while journaling like every single day. And I found personally two to three times a week I can, in the morning, I'll journal. Um, Mm -hmm. I have different journals, though, as as you you may or may not know. I basically have four journals. And I'm, I'm saying this because it is extremely helpful to write things down. And, you know, some people have their own thought processes about it. And if it doesn't work for you, you, you don't know unless you give it a try. But it definitely makes a huge difference in my weekly activities when I'm journaling and writing stuff down. First and foremost... Because if I have a great idea, I gotta write down what I what my ideas are. Otherwise, they're gone. I, I, I'll think and I'll think all day. What was that? I know it was a great idea? I just cannot think of it. It's not coming. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you find Do you find that you can use voice memos for the same kind of impact or no?
0: I have used voice mem- voice memos. Yeah, specifically okay. when I'm driving, um, I'll uh-huh. hit the voice. I'll have the voice recorder on um, as I'm you know listening to a podcast because I'm like you. I'm always listening to a podcast, a book a video course right now I'm listening to a video course the videos in my pocket when I'm walking and I got my little headset in um, so I'm not walking and watching videos and driving and watching (laughs) videos but I'm always listening to something Um, and then I'll have the little record button there and I'll just hit record it'll pause the video or the audio and then I'll just record and then it'll go back yeah I find it very useful that's cool Yeah, and also the other one that I've used recently is they don't. I wish there was something that would do it a little bit longer, but it'll, it's a dictation. So iPhone has this where I can do the dictation, and I can speak to it in the notes, uh, and it'll dictate it, and it sometimes gets, if I don't enunciate properly, it's going to, but I'll, I'll know what it says when I get back to it, um, and that does help as well.
1: Very cool. Okay, I'll have to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. I like that. So speaking Very of cool. that, what are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why?
1: Um, we started reading uh, a book at Interview LA based on Tom's recommendation, uh, the Twelve Week Year from Brian Mer- uh, Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. Mm-hmm. Um and it just it changed the way that I thought about uh, goal setting, both professionally and personally. And rather than setting your great big lofty unmanageable goals in January, you know, sometimes we call them uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to lose fifty pounds this year. Um, instead of doing that, in in, in getting through the year and making excuses every month, you think of every quarter sort of as a year. It's There's 13 quarters in a year roughly. So 12 weeks is one year. And so every week, every minute counts and it matters. And you set those goals. ahead of time you say, I want to, you know, my, my lagging indicator, my goal is going to be to, you know, lose, let's say, you know, 10 pounds in these 12 weeks. I want to get healthier, right? So then what's your leading indicator? Well, I better get off uh, off the couch every day for 30 minutes. And I better eat, you know, less gluten or less sugar or something. Right. And so you make these goals and, you know, I, I never consider myself a real driven person, but the more I read this book and start to get into the tactile, like the stuff of it, you know, the strategy, um, I really kind of want to set more goals and <laughs> you know, kind of make that difference in my life. Right. Both professionally yeah. and personally. I love it.
0: Yeah. I, you know, the funny thing is, and man, this is right, this right here is a perfect example of an abundant mindset, and using that RAS that I talked about weeks ago, that little reticulated, um, I always get it wrong, reticulate uh, activating system, Mm. basically get it in your head. I had, it was recommended, that book was recommended, the 12-week year, was recommended on another podcast, then recommended on my show once or twice. And I told Tracy I buy so many books and courses. <laughs> My <laughs> wife has to budget me, and she and she and I and I I don't go past what she budgets me because I get out of control. And I was I said Tracy I got to get this book. She said okay, just hold off. You've already got several in the queue, you know. And um, she, you know I got introduced to uh, Teresa McCloy Yeah. Yeah, through Interview Valet. <laughs> <laughs> and Teresa McCloy is a certified 12-week year um, trainer mm-hmm. and facilitator, right? So yeah. after the interview, she said, you know what I'm going to do? I've got several books that I'm going to offer to your guests, and give me your address. I'm going to send you one. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was just, <laughs> I'm just chopping at the bits to get this book, so now Teresa's going to send me the book, and I'm just so excited. I can't wait to get it.
1: Oh, I love it. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So that just shows you, man. I mean, just put it out there. Keep it in your mind, and you know it will come. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not in the ways you think it will. I want to put that out there, but it will come. Yeah, Very for cool. sure. So, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance?
1: Um, you know, I think the idea that we don't necessarily deserve it. You know, I've been watching a lot of um, posts lately from from my like my Christian friends and stuff, and and a lot of people just say, you know, do, do I really deserve this? Or so whether it's a faith thing or whether it's a self esteem thing, you know, so many people say, well, yeah, I don't really deserve this. And and my first of all, a side note, my, my response to how you doing is always better than I deserve, because I, I feel like I, I don't deserve the blessings that I get, but I try to at least pay it forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I do believe that you know it's that abundance is and whatever abundance looks like, whether it's, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars a year or it's just making your mortgage payment, but you get to spend time with your kids, whatever that abundance looks like. Um, we, we do deserve that. We are, we are, you know, part of this, this world, this, these, this whole thing going on around us that, that to live abundantly is to serve others and make the world around us a better place. So of course we all deserve it in that sense. I think it's just that idea that, you know, people say, well, I, I don't, I don't really deserve it. I don't, I don't think I should hustle that hard. I don't think I should live abundantly. You know, these, they, just, they talk themselves out of it. And it's like, no, just talk yourself into it. Because the more abundantly you live, the more you can bless others, the more abundant we all live.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that so many times. I see it quite often as well. And I do agree with that. Very good point. And thanks for sharing that. So mm-hmm. what does living a life of abundance mean to you? You talked a little bit about it there, but let's, let's get it all into one little package right now.
1: Yeah. You know, living a a life of abundance to me means that I'm blessed to bless others, right? Whether it's financially or with time, I've been blessed. So I'm just trying to teach my daughters the same thing. We hear a lot about privilege in the news and in social media stuff right now. Um, And I I just want to ensure that the blessings and breaks that I've received, that, that privilege that you hear about, are paid forward in some way. So it's serving others. It's blessing others you know, whether it's paying for somebody's meal uh, anonymously, or it's going to the local cat shelter to serve a bunch of kittens that are in need, or it's, you know, working with uh, Honor Flight to serve our World War II and Korean War veterans. It's its blessing others with your time, your talents, and your treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that just, it comes back. I mean, the cool thing is, you know, karma can be a real bad mistress, but karma can be really kind as well. <laughs> and what you sow, you reap. And in the more that you bless others, the more abundantly you live. And it's just this beautiful ecosystem of blessings. That's that's living a life of abundance to me.
0: Absolutely correct. Absolutely nothing to add to that. Dan, we're going to close this up. What did we not talk about here today that you'd love to ensure that our abundant leaders get from our conversation?
1: You know, I'm just – I am so, I feel so honored to be a part of this. I, I love listening to your um, – to several other podcasts lately and, and the, the blessings that you talk about and the great positivity that you share Wally. And I just, I, what one, one parting thought I would have is just to, to smile, smile at others, right? Wave, say hi. It, we get so busy and we're so buried in our phones or our, our thoughts or whatever it is. We, we grimace and this kind of thing. It's so easy just to look up, look people in the eye, smile. And it's powerful to take that time and effort to look at, look others in the eye. Um, just spread that love, man. Right. It sounds kind of hippie, but you know, just spread that love and, 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 and help others smile, serve them. I just, I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just smile, just smile. And just you saying smile made me smile. And then I'm looking <laughs> at your picture here on Skype and you got this huge, amazing infectious smile. I Absolutely love it, man. I appreciate it outstanding so dan it was an amazing conversation as i knew it would be i truly appreciate your time tell tom and karen and everybody over there interview valet aloha and you have an amazing Uh, day
1: i appreciate it man thanks for making me part of your ohana my friend
0: too easy too easy All right, guys, that conversation was truly a blessing to me and I hope it was for you and I know it will be for others. So make sure you pay it forward today and share this episode with everybody that you come in contact with. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure you pay it forward.